standing, please take your Bibles and turn with me to uh, Psalms. There we go. Psalm number 100. Psalm number 100. I preached from Psalm 100 uh, back in June, and uh, uh, that's all right. And uh, I'm going to preach something else. I preached, uh, the title of my message was, back then was about singing, and uh, we'll see that in here. Uh, but it's a different message this evening. And uh, we'll read the whole psalm, Psalm 100, verses 1 through 5. I'll read verse 1. You join me on verse number 2. And we'll, re- we'll read on down through verse number 5. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and, we, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. And let's read verse 5 together also. For the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time again this evening. I pray you'll help us as we look to the word of God this evening. It's good for us to be in church. And uh, Lord, we just, we've got so much to be thankful for and uh, this this. This psalm just, just speaks about what tonight's all about even. So, Father, I pray that you'll speak to us, and we'll thank you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. If you would, there's a song that's been on my mind here, and, and uh, I, I was going to ask Seth to, to sing it, have us sing it, but I knew you already had some planned out, and I, I didn't know if he might uh, have this one. But go, to, go, to, go in your hymnals to, to, to 128. Uh, windows of heaven boy it's really simple and uh just the one verse there but uh i just i began to think you know uh, uh that that goes along the time my message is this the results of the lord is good the results of the lord is good and uh, because in verse number five it says the lord is good his mercy is everlasting his truth endureth to all generations and uh one of the, one of the a song god put it on my heart there when we were down in men's prayer time and uh, I thought it'd be good for us to just kind of s- sing it now. It's a simple one, probably you all know it, but uh, let's sing it now, page 128. All righty, ready? The windows of heaven are open, the blessings are falling tonight. There's joy, joy, joy in my heart since Jesus made everything right. I gave him my old tattered garment. He gave me a robe of pure white. I'm feasting on manna from heaven, and that's why I'm happy tonight. Now, that was a good way to get started, all right? Now, it's fresh in your mind. You know how we're singing it. Let's sing it a little bit better, a little bit louder, all righty? I say better, but some of us can't do better when it comes to singing, all righty? But let's sing it the best you can now, ready? The windows of heaven are open. The blessings are falling tonight. There's joy, joy, joy in my heart since Jesus made everything right. I gave him my old tattered garments. He gave me a robe of pure white. Feasting on manna from heaven. And that's why I'm happy tonight. Tell your face that, all righty? Tell your face that, that you're happy. Well, the results of the Lord is good. I, I uh, was looking at this psalm, and God began to speak to my heart. And uh, the verse number five is really what uh, caught my attention that I want us to kind of focus on. But we cannot do 
verse number five really, or we, we can come to the conclusion of verse number five that'll help us with the rest of the, the psalm here. But uh, one, of the, one of the things that I, I think is happening in, in our world today, and, and uh, that, that's sad to me. There's a lot of things that are sad, and, and uh, that's I, one of the reasons I want us to sing that song. Uh, you know, there's something when you get the right kind of music, blesses your heart. Now, if you watch the news all week, you're going to come in here with your chin dragging on the ground because it's bad. I mean, no doubt about it. And, and, and I'm not saying it's not happening. I'm not one saying I don't hear it. I don't see it. I'm not talking about that. It is bad. But we as God's people have something the world does not have. If you watch Fox News, they don't know what we have. If you watch CNN, they don't know what anybody has. I mean, you just, you can watch all the news, and I'll tell you what, it is very, very depressing. And I thought, you know, one of the blessings that we have is to be able to go to church, where we can kind of just, I mean, I mean, the wars are still going on, the problems in America and our universities and in our government today is still going on, but how nice is it to be able to come to God's house and listen to music that lifts us up, to have a message that will help us, that we might end up doing what this psalm talks about, about how good God is. But I, I see a decline in churches today. I see a decline. Yeah, I, there's all kinds of denominations that I would not recommend. I, uh, there's a lot of things and even some Baptist churches that I would not recommend. I see a decline in Bible-believing churches today. And that bothers me tremendously because there's, if there ever was a time of a need of good Bible-believing churches, it is today. Because the answer is not in how many bombs we have. The answer is not if we're out of debt. The answer is Jesus Christ always has and always will be. But I think, you know, you say, well, preachers, lots of churches. There are. I, when, when Dan was down in North Carolina, we, we were down there with them a couple times. And I'm telling you what, down in North Carolina, there's Baptist churches on almost, I, I kid you not, almost every corner. In fact, some blocks have two Baptist churches. Now, you say, were they all good? No. Uh, uh, some of them were good, and some of them were liberal. And uh, just like anywhere else, you can't go by the name Baptist anymore. Uh, it doesn't tell you a whole lot. You need to get in there. And, and one, of the, one of the great things today is this, the Internet. Not so much I think we ought to be on it all the time, but on the Internet we have uh, our, our, our uh, what it was, what that thing we have on our, our what? Website. We have our website. And you can go on the website and you can find out what a church believes. Do that all the time, all the time. Anyone mentions to be a church, I go, I look, I see what do they believe. And they put it out there. And I find out even Baptist churches where they're messed up. I also look at this. I not only look at what they have to say, but I look at the pictures that they have. I look to see how they, how they uh, uh, you know, what, what, kind of, what kind of dress code they have. You know, I, I look and see if they're all dressed up like witches around Halloween or not. Amen. And, uh, I, and, and you say, but well, that shouldn't happen. Of course it shouldn't happen. But uh, I, I, I look and I see and I think, and, and what's sad to me is that, that, that even Baptist churches are becoming liberal. And uh, some good churches that were at one time good churches, they become more, more and more liberal. And, and so tonight what I'm saying is this, I'm concerned about, and this may sound a little strange, but I'm concerned about good churches. You say, well, you don't need to be concerned about them. No, here's the thing. Do you know what the liberal churches were one day? Good churches. And they went liberal. 
And, 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 and there's a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of Baptist churches, like I said today, and either they're dead or they're formalistic or they're even contemporary. And the word contemporary, by, by the way, you know, the word contemporary, you know what that really means? Worldly. And, and the thing is, they'll put it on their sign. Contemporary service. What they ought to say is, our worldly service is at this time. We're a contemporary church. We're a worldly church. That's what it is. Amen. So well, I just don't believe that. Well, you ought to believe that. And it is true. You know it is. And, and, and so I, I see this happening. And it happens even in, it, to, to good churches that become liberal churches. And, and we have this idea, and I think I mentioned it maybe the other week, that we have this idea that, 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 that a, a good church is determined by how much money they have. That's, that, that doesn't mean anything. Uh, a good church is not determined by, by the buildings that they have. I, I hear sometimes people say, well, we have over a million dollars in buildings, and now these days it's, you know, multi-million dollar buildings. And that's great. No problem with that. I don't have a problem. You know, to, to build a big church, it takes millions of dollars, or at least a million dollars. I think about a church up back home. Uh, Elton was telling me about that they were buying this uh, uh, church building up in Chicago, trying to get a new church started. And they went up there, and they had to go and sign the papers for $1 million for this church building. That was $1 million then to be able to go and raise $2 more million for that. That's a whole lot more money than I have in my pocket right now. That's a lot of money. You know, it takes a lot for that. But, but the thing is, a church is not great by how many millions of dollars they have. A church is not great by how, how large the uh, size of the congregation. I, I'm, talking, I'm talking about churches are great when it comes to this. When we get to the place where we honor and we glorify and we praise the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what a good church is. It's not by, uh, again, by how many buildings or how much money we have. It's about how, how we honor and glorify the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we talk about, you know, uh, uh, about God being so good. Did you notice in verse number five, it said, for the Lord is good. Now, do you believe that? Yeah. All right? And I thought, you know what, we, we, we believe that. But if we listen to each other, even to ourselves, I'd have to say, I don't know if we really believe that. God is good even when you're watching the news. Even when you hear what's happening in our world today, God is still good. I, I'm afraid that we're allowing the news cycle to determine our, uh, our outlook on things and, and causing us not to do what God's word said. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. His truth endureth to all generations. I think, you know, if we listen, and, and I think this is what the world, the world looks at us as hypocrites because they listen to us and they see us. Don't they? They watch us. Just like when I'm preaching, I watch you. I'll tell you this right now. When you're like this, you're not listening. I'm like, they're not really praising God this evening when you're sleeping. You see, when we, when we watch, we see with our eyes our faces. Our faces ought to show that we have what it's talking about in this psalm here. That we have a joy. Amen. You know, maybe once in a while we might. It's sad that, that, that today people for, for all the football teams had more joy than God's people have. And they had joy because their team won something. It's not going to mean anything next week. 
And it's not going to mean anything for those people in the stands. But we've got something tonight that means something in our lives. And I believe there's three important ingredients in a church. So preach, what are they? Number one is this. One of the most important ingredients, or there's three important ingredients here in the church. One of them is this, a church needs to, a church that prays. I believe in prayer. Yeah. You say, well, I do too. Well, then let's pray. Let's be a praying people. You know, we sit here and we wring our hands and say, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? How about this? Instead of wringing your hands, get on your knees. Why would you start praying to the Lord, asking God to do something, asking God to bless? I believe a good, one of the ingredients in a good church is a church that prays. I believe something else about a church. One of the three important ingredients is this, a church that preaches the word of God without compromise. Uh, you know how I feel about the word compromise. I hate that word. I don't believe in that. I don't think we're to compromise. You said, preacher, we want to compromise and make everybody happy. No, I believe this. We need to get happy with the truth, not with compromise. Well, you know, I know, you know, preacher, we just got to, you know, I, I'm going to have to compromise about this. Don't compromise. You stay to the truth. You follow the truth. And I believe also, I believe one of the important ingredients, not only praying and, not, and preaching the truth without compromise, but here's the one that I'm really trying to hit on this evening. A church that praises the Lord. I mean, praises the Lord. All right, let me ask you something. How do you praise the Lord? How? Sing? No, let's just let's do it this way. Is there praise in the Lord? No? It doesn't work. There's something about this that I believe that God wants us to have. And, and, and I believe if we'll get to this place tonight even, that is, we look at verse number five, and you say, for the Lord is good, well, then let's let it be real in our lives, and his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. But if we could just do that first part, for the Lord is good, we will have no problem getting to that place when we begin to do verses one through four. Those are all a part of it. We go, well, preacher, I believe God's good. Well, let me ask you something. When have you made a joyful noise lately? Amen. You know, think about it. If we really believe this verse, verse number five, the previous verses will apply in our lives. They'll be found there. As we said in verse number one, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. I would think this, that if you're going to ever make a joyful noise unto the Lord, you better have some joy. What makes you happy? Well, you know, finding $10 on the ground in the parking lot. I'll be honest with you, I get happy about that. I remember finding a $20 bill in a, in a, in a rest area bathroom one day. I thought it was one of those gospel tracks, you know, how that looks like money. And I thought, well, bless the Lord, I'll let someone there pick it up. I kept looking at it, I'm washing my hands, I kept looking at it, and I thought, boy, that looks real. So I reached down, and it was real. You say, what'd you do? <laughs> I got happy. <laughs> Amen. I mean, that, that was back yonder when we had all the kids, you know, and man, that, that, that $20 bill went a long way of buying a lot of stuff for the kids on that trip. And uh, you say, well, preacher, didn't you try to find who it belonged to? Could you imagine you're in there and going, did anyone here lose a $20 bill? I'm telling you, everyone in there lost that $20 bill, amen? 
And, uh, but I, 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 I think, you know, what, what, what makes us, what, what gives us joy? And I thought the, the joyful noise unto the Lord, that's what he said there, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. And then he said, look at verse number two, serve the Lord with what? Gladness. I'll tell you what, think about this, gladness there. Uh, that, there's, there's the joyful noise sound. There's also the gladness there, and I think you see that. And uh, uh, I, I don't think you can really serve the Lord uh, uh, like you should unless you are glad. You know, you know if you're not glad for uh, some things, you're probably not going to want to do them. You know, I have to go to the doctor on Thursday. You know what? I'm not glad about it. And when I get up, I'm not going to get up in the morning and go, whoopee, I get to go see the doctor. Wonder what he's going to tell me. I don't, I don't look forward to that. I don't get glad over something like that. But I'll tell you what, tonight when we have left everything else outside there, we came in here, we opened up our Bibles, we read, we sang songs that meant something. We as God's people ought to understand God is good. And we, if, we, if that is real in our life, there will be the joyful noise. There will also be the gladness. Said in verse 2, also singing. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come in his presence with singing. I think we understand the importance of singing. Amen. Uh, I like it. I like it when we sing out. Uh, I believe that's what we ought to do. I, I tell you what. I think, I think this world ought not have something over on us. I, I saw on the news they were saying about this. Uh, I can't think of what her name is. Some, some, some old flitzy woman. She's a singer. Uh, uh, they've been talking about her. They put a movie out about her. Um, uh, huh? Yeah. Now, finally, Andy's smiling. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he's got the joy now, brother. <laughs> you didn't learn to not say anything that's worldly going on, right? Thank you. I appreciate it, though. But Taylor Swift, who I don't know about, my wife told me. And, uh, uh, but uh, you know, they, they, she, she's an immoral woman immoral woman and you say well oh, i really like her well here's an altar get right with god but she's an immoral woman and you know what they they had a uh they, they from what i saw the news there they said that they have a movie about her uh, uh her uh, uh concert and and the people are all mad because everybody in the movie are up jumping up and down and dancing and and doing all kinds of things and 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 they're just singing away with that movie there you know it's a sad thing I think, you know, there are a bunch of, bunch of people, probably some safe people even, that are there. They're excited about a stupid Taylor Swift. And here we are tonight. We have the Lord Jesus Christ, and you can't get a grunt. We can't open our mouths and sing for the Lord. We get upset, you know, well, it's too loud, or, or we don't like that song. Why don't you just sing unto the Lord? The Bible says in 1 Chronicles 16, 23, sing unto the Lord all the earth. Show forth from day to day his salvation. How can I show a salvation? Sing unto the Lord. Let people know. Let people know you got something. Ryan, I'm I'm going to tell on you, okay? Uh Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to tell you about all of his sins tonight. (laughs) Hope you brought a lunch, right? But I'll be honest with you. You know what? If you're ever around him, he's always singing. Never on key, but he's always singing, or he's humming a song. And when he was working on my house and putting that heating system in, you, you knew where he was at because he'd be singing a song. Do you know why, we, why he sings a song like there's a song in his heart? 
And we all ought to. Yeah, I mean, maybe some of us probably best that we don't sing out loud. But the thing is, you know, about, about sing unto the Lord all the earth and show forth from day to day his salvation. He's told me, he says, Pastor, he goes, sometimes I don't even realize I'm singing. And he says, or humming. And, and he said, sometimes people come to me and said, is that a hymn that you're singing? Do you know what? That is a testimony. Man, the world ought to know there's something different about us. Well, I don't know. You know, th- you know what they probably know about a lot of us? We're a bunch of sour pusses. What are you happy about? Oh, did you see that Walmart had a sale? Man, there's something more important than Walmart having a sale, although that's a good thing. And it, isn't it even better knowing that God is good? You know, people, the world ought to look and say, what are you happy about? I'm saved. What are you so happy about? I'm going to heaven. Hey, man, don't you know all the troubles and the trials that's happening in the world today? Yes, I know. But, hey, I've got a Savior I put my faith and trust in, and he's coming again, and I'm going to go to be in heaven with him. Amen. Amen. Oh, man, I'll tell you what. Well, the next thing is in verse number 3, he said, There know ye that the Lord, he is God. You know, he made us, and we are his people, and we're his sheep. And I think about this when it says, Know ye that the Lord, he is God. That tells me this, you can have a no-so salvation. Aren't you glad you know you're saved? I mean, I used to not know for sure. I know I'm saved. You say, preacher, I don't think you're going to heaven. Well, you don't have to think so. I know I'm going to heaven. Not because of how good I am, but what the Lord Jesus Christ did for me. Now, I've preached all those things there before. And, and, and I, 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 I've got ahead of myself. In the fourth verse, look at verse number four. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise. You know, we ought, we ought to just, we ought, we ought to stop and thank the Lord uh, for what he's done for us. You know what we do sometimes with our kids? Someone gives our kids something and we look at them and go, oh, say thank you. Right? Yeah, you got to do that a lot of times. Kids just don't always say thank you. Oh, they'll be excited about it. I think in their heart they're probably say, they're saying thank you in their heart, but you can't hear it. And so mom and dad, they'll usually go, what do you say? And we know, thank you. You know, sometimes I feel like we, we've got to say to us adults, what do you say? <laughs> the Lord let you come to church tonight. What do you say? You got to live for the Lord. What do you say? You got to get up today. You got to get up out of bed. You're able to walk. You're able to talk. You're able to, uh, to participate, able to sing. Thank you. God's so good. With Thanksgiving. Now, that's what I started to say. We preached about all these things, but you know, the focus tonight is is in verse number verse number four. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. You know, it needs to be coming out of our our lives and out of our mouths. Praise, praise. You listen to people who they they like different politicians I'll be honest with you I can't find hardly a one that I like I mean Republicans and Democrats are a bunch of doofuses today I mean I just don't have any confidence in them I'm thinking you know in the in our world it's got so much trouble going on and we've got Republicans and Democrats that have no clue what's happening but I can praise the Lord 
I can praise the Lord. I thought, you know, one of the great needs is for us to praise him. I looked it up in Webster 1828. This is what it says. This is what praise means, to commend, applaud, to extol in words or song, to magnify, to glorify on account of perfections or excellent works, to to express gratitude for personal favors, to do honor to, to display the excellence of. I'm like, you know, that's talking about the Lord. All those things are things we can say about the Lord, to commend, to applaud. It's not wrong for us to clap our hands, clap your hands, you people. What there's something about, about praising of God that I'm afraid if we're not careful, we're going to be a bunch of deadheads. We'll go, I know the Lord's good. Then why, don't, why, why aren't these things happening? I believe the psalmist would say the Lord is good because of but what happens. The, the, the because he believed that, there was, a resu- was the, uh, the result of his having the joyful noise and so on. I believe there's a great need for praise today. And if anybody ought to praise God, it will be God's people who have been bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. I praise you. You don't know what, what kind of upbringing I had. No, I don't. But I know this. You've been saved. You got something to praise the Lord about. Preacher, you don't know what the problems I have. No, I don't know which problems you have, but I know this. God's good. God's good. I remember listening to, uh, oh, the guy that had sore of the Lord. I know I've told the story, but I can't remember the man's name. Uh, Curtis Hudson. Curtis Hudson had cancer. He was dying. And I remember in Indiana there, he was at a pastor's school, and, and it was at a uh, uh, like an omniplex there, a big, big auditorium, and and everybody was there, preachers from all over, and, 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 and he got up there and he began to sing. And would you, I, I, just, I just watched him, and I, I think everybody was at awe at this man, he's dying. And he's singing about the Lord. Tears flowing down his face. But he's singing about the glory of God. You say, how in the world could a man praise God at a time like that? Because God's good. You say, but preacher, he died. But God's so good, he made a heaven. And he made a way for us to go to heaven. God's good, amen, he is good. Oh, I think, think about that today. There's a great need for praise, and we ought, as God's people, praise him. But here's the thing, how, how do we praise him? How do we do that? You say, preacher, I like to praise the Lord, but how do I praise him? That's what these things are all about. Make a joyful noise hmm how can I make a joyful noise I'd have to open my mouth right that's and and, and the thing about it is you know we, we oftentimes we say well you know make a joyful noise unto the Lord and we tease about this that is for those who cannot carry a tune even in a bucket right? well make a joyful noise no you know you know what that means it doesn't mean that. A joyful noise is this, singing. Now, I didn't look around when we were singing so much, but I'll say this. If you weren't singing when we were singing a little bit ago, you need to get right with the Lord. You need to make a joyful noise. Well, I believe God's good. You, if you really believe that, there'd be a joyful noise. A joyful noise. It's shouting. You say, well, I just don't shout. Have someone key your car out there in the parking lot. You see some guy walking out there, trying to bet. You're going to go, well, bless his heart. I'm just going to pray for him right now. <laughs> you know what you're probably going to do? You're probably going to go, what are you doing? Noah, put, give your daddy's key back. 
You're going to shout. Everybody at the Steelers game shouted. I'll say this. Everybody at every football game shouted. You know why? It was important to them. We ought to be able to shout for the Lord, too. Uh, yeah, that's it, what, what is this? Singing, shouting, saying amen, preaching. That's, that's making a joyful noise. I know a lot of you are saying right now, boy, he's got a lot of noise tonight, but that's all right. That's preaching, too. That's praying. That's praying. Praying out loud. Praying unto God. Asking God to do something. That's joyful noise. And then what did he say? Do it with a, <laughs> with, with, make a joyful noise with, notice the next thing in verse number two, with, with gladness there. You know, we need to have a glad heart. You know, the world makes noise for what they like. Uh, you know, they'll do it for that, that, them singers. Man, they'll make a joyful noise for that. They'll get up there, they'll sing with them, you know. Boy, they just, they're shouting, they're so loud. And we sit like a bump on a log, snoozing. While the very word of God is being brought forth. We sit there and just watch when the songs are sung. The world makes noise for the Hollywood crowd, their sports team, music. We need to be making a joyful noise for the Lord. I believe this, when we really get glad, we'll make a joyful noise. <laughs> you know, you're, you, 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 Christmas time. All the kids are sitting in the floor at our house. They're so quiet. Making, I'm reading the Christmas story and they look so sweet. They're like, and then we go, I will pray. I'll say amen. Then I'll say, all right, let's open some presents. Get the earplugs out. And all of a sudden, they start getting underneath the tree, and my wife, Mark, does that too. A lot of times, don't you? You get presents, and, and he, he pulls out and goes, oh, I think I want this one. And, uh, but they pull them out, and they go, you know, Leah, this one's for you. Oh, that's mine. And, and, and you get 15 grandkids in a room. It gets loud. You know what? There's, there's going to there's gonna be some, some, some noise, and, and, and I believe this. I believe we have some, some cheerfulness, and we're glad. We'll make, some cheerf we'll make some noise about it. Your wife makes your favorite meal. You look at it and go, hmm. No. I hope you do this. Oh, my. This sure looks good. Probably got a smile on your face. Right? I mean, let's face it, folks. Let it be real. I'm not talking about a fake thing. If it would sink in, if we would just understand that the Lord is good, verse 5, the Lord is good and his mercy is how? Everlasting. And his truth endureth to all generations. Listen, God is so good in, to me as almost a 70-year-old man, as good as he is to these little girls sitting here right now. Eight years old? Nine? Eight? Seven, eight, five, four, three, two, all right. God's good to them too. You know, when you hear them sing, you know why they sing like that? Because they gotta let it all out because they can't be loud at home. Right? No. They got, you know, you know, I, I look down and I see I see in their faces too. They want to sing about the Lord. Amen. But why do we praise the Lord? Well, one reason why is because of who he is. He's our God. 
He's not just God. He is our God. Yeah. You know, we, we, ought to, we ought to be thankful we have him. Yeah. Uh, you know, what, what a wonderful thing to know that he's my God. I think about some of the names of God. Elohim means strong one. Jehovah, self-existent one. Adonai, that means master. And we could go on a whole list of different names for the Lord. But I like to say this. He's my God. He's my God. I'm glad I'm not worshiping Muhammad. I'm glad I'm not worshiping Peter. I'm glad I'm worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ. He's my Lord. He's my God. He's my creator. You notice this, verse 3, Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us. God made us. Let me tell you something, young people today, they, they got this idea, and that's, that's why, you know, people are wondering, why are the kids in the universities going so crazy wanting to save Hamas? Because they don't know the truth. And I'm not just talking about what's going on over there, they just don't know the Lord. Because they were taught a long time ago that God did not create them, they evolved. Let me tell you something, you did not evolve. God created man in his own image. Yeah, I mean, you say, preacher, but, you know, the, 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 the teachers, the universities, they teach our children. Not just the universities, they teach it in our grade schools today. You just look at what's happening now. Now children are going to school when they're like three years old. You know, and what's happening? We're saying, yeah, man, take my kid, three years old. And, oh, no, mama, that, well, your job is to train that child in the way you should go. When you take it, you put that child in the hands of some lost person, and that's going to tell them that one day there was an explosion, and you came, you're, 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 uh, you came from an amoeba one day, and you came from some animal one day, and you've evolved. I'll tell you what, if I didn't know better, I'd think people are going back that way. People acting like animals. God created us. God created us. Why? Why, why should we uh, uh, praise God? Because of who he is. He's the creator. He's also the shepherd. We're the sheep of his pasture, the Bible says in verse number three. And, and I think about this. How dare we let the devil use us if we are God's sheep? You know, shame. Don't let the devil use you. I'll tell you this. The devil will tell you to shut your mouth. Don't tell anybody you're saved. Don't tell anybody how to be saved. Just shut your mouth. I want the devil to shut his mouth. In fact, I'd like to shut it for him. But we ought to have some praise in our, in our, in our lips today and not let, let the devil use us because we belong to the Lord. We ought to praise him because of what he is. You say, what is he? Well, verse 5 tells us he's good. No one could dispute that. No one can. They try to. They're lying. But God is also merciful. Aren't you glad for the mercy of God? If it wasn't for the mercy of God, we'd be on our way to hell right now. If not burning in hell. God's been merciful to us. How many times I think about it in my life that I heard the gospel and I would not get saved. Thank God he was merciful. I'm glad God didn't say, I gave you a chance, but you wouldn't get saved. God said, I gave you a chance. I'm going to give you another chance, give you another chance. I mean, 17 years I heard the gospel. Oh, how merciful he is. I'm so glad he is, aren't you? I'm so glad he's merciful. Boy, I can praise him because he's good, because he's merciful, and also he's truthful. Verse number 5 and his truth endureth to all generations. I'm glad I have the truth. So therefore I can praise him. 
Then the question is, where do we praise him? Where? Well, I think we need to, in general, we need to praise him everywhere. Everywhere. Psalm 34, verse 1 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. <laughs> at all times. That means Walmart, Buscovs, right? No matter where we're at, school, home, or elsewhere. We ought to be a people that praise the Lord, amen? And surely I don't understand why we can't at church. Because I believe in particular that's what it's talking about. Notice what he said in verse number four, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with what? Let me tell you something. The easiest place for you to praise God is when you walk in those doors back there downstairs and walk up those steps and come in here. The easiest place to praise God. And when we can't do it in this place, I'll guarantee you this, you won't do it out there. If you're afraid someone will say something because you say amen or you shout or, you know, you sing in that song, praise God, like we did a little bit ago. If you're afraid to say that, I'll guarantee you this, you're afraid to say that out there. Man, it's time for us men to man up. And it's time for us, you know, us ladies, I'm sorry, but it's time for you ladies, too, to understand, instead of just griping and complaining about your husband, why don't you just go, amen. <clears throat> amen. Girls, remember that when you get married someday. If you marry a man, he don't say amen. You just sit there. When it's time to say amen, you go, amen. <laughs> you have my permission. If your husband gets mad, you say, go see that preacher. Oh, wait, that's right, he's dead. But anyways, all right. Well, we're to praise the Lord everywhere, and particularly in church. I don't know why we're so quiet in church. We just we act like a bunch of Catholics and a bunch of Episcopopians. Amen. Who's to praise the Lord? All generations. Verse 5, for the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, his truth endureth to all generations, young, old, and everyone in between. Now, understand we're not all made the same emotionally. I'm sure some people at the ball game, they were like going, oh, yes, yes. And there were other people, wow! That's the way different people are made, right? But I'm saying this, if you're more excited over with a football game or a song you heard than you are about Jesus Christ, your emotions need to change. Your emotions need to change. Some sometimes will have tears. You know what that is? That's emotion. Here she is. Fellas, you know this one. Your wife, she's crying. Something happy just happened. And you look at you go, what's wrong? What happened? What did I do? She goes, oh, I'm just so happy. I'm like, what? You ever feel that way too? What? You're happy? And you're, oh, I'm just, I'm, these are jo tears of joy. So now that makes us the rest of our life wondering when she's crying, did we make her happy or is she mad? Right? But sometimes it's tears. You know, some people get saved. They Praise the Lord. Amen. Other people, they just cry. I'm just so glad I got saved. I understand. But you know, there is an emotion. There's an emotion. Oh, I think today there's a great need. There's a great need for us to enter his courts with praise. I believe we've got our doctrine right. I believe we've got the right songs. I believe we've got the right standards. 
I'm afraid sometimes we just fail in this area of praising God. I'm not talking about us becoming a Pentecostal church where people get up and run around. You know, I've heard people before, you know, run in the pews. You ever heard of that one before? All of a sudden, they stand up on a pew, and they run on the backs of the pews all the way down through. I've seen guys do that before. I ain't going to try to do that. You see me coming at you, you want to clear out of the way. I don't think we have to go run in the pews, but I'll tell you what, we ought to have a smile once in a while. We ought to have a praise. We ought to say amen once in a while. We ought to say, well, praise God for what he's done. Is he worthy? Verse 5, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. How refreshing it must be to the Lord when we do those things. Hmm? How refreshing it must be to the Lord. Because you know what most of the time we do? Oh, I need the Lord. Lord, I need this done. Lord, I need this bill taken care of. Lord, I, I have this hurt. And I understand. That's all right. You pray for those things. I just have a feeling it's really refreshing when, the Lord, when you go to the Lord and say, Lord, I didn't come to just tell you what I need. I just want to say, you are so good. Lord, I just want you to know I love you. And God, I appreciate you, what you've done for me. Thank you for my salvation. Would it be something if we just got out of the... I mean, don't, don't stop coming to God about your needs. I believe God wants us to bring our needs to him. But take time to praise him. In my Sunday school class, we do this now. We've been doing it for several months now. I have, I, before I get my lesson, I'd ask him, I said, listen, any, anything you want to praise the Lord about? People say, well, praise the Lord about this. I mean, a lot of times it's little things. You say, well, that's not, I just need something really big. Why not just thank him for all the little things? That's praising him. And then what do we do? Then we take prayer requests. He got the balance. He got the balance. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for us to be balanced. Yes, let's come to the Lord with our needs and our burdens and our heartaches, Yes. But let's also make sure that we make a joyful noise. Make sure that we, we, we do what he said there. Come before his presence. We come serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. And let us know that, that he is God. And that we are his, his people and the sheep of his pasture. And enter into the, into the gates with thanksgiving and the courts with praise. Now, we don't have a problem with all that. If verse 5 sinks in. For the Lord's good. And he is. And he is. He never makes a mistake. He's never wrong. But he's always good. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for a bunch of hell-deserving people. And yet you love us so much. And you are worthy of praise. You're worthy of praise. God, we, we've got a lot of things down pretty, pretty straight. But I think sometimes we're like a bump on a log. We can't raise our voice to say an amen. We can't praise you. We can't re, uh, uh, raise our voices in singing. We're so timid in the house of God even. No, no, no wonder we're so timid in this old world. I'm afraid, Lord, sometimes the old world would be shocked if, we, if they really knew we were saved. 
Lord, sometimes I guess we may act like we're not even saved when we're in church. Lord, help us to be the right kind of church. We'll have the right things, but also, Lord, that we'll come with praise. We lack there so many times. Lord, because this whole world is such a mess, we get so involved in this world that we don't see how good you are. Lord, bless what's been said tonight. May we be a people that will praise you like we've never praised you before. With our heads bowed, our eyes closed, maybe you're here tonight you're not sure you're saved. If you come, we'll show you in the Bible how to be saved. Christian tonight, why don't you just make a decision? You know what? I'm just going to praise the Lord. And, and you know, if you're not used to it, you might find it a little bit difficult. But if you start doing it, it won't be so hard. Or, I believe this, if you'll just let it sink in how good God is, you just won't be able to remain silent. Father, bless the invitation now. Lord, I pray you'll be pleased with the decisions we make this evening. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.